This is Change Your Mindset Podcast, the podcast that helps change your life by helping change the mindset of the 99% into the 1% mindset. Here's your host, Adrian Gomez. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Gomez. A lot has changed over the years. Once upon a time, there was a thing called the nuclear family. The nuclear family consists of a father, a mother, and kids. Usually two kids. The father would provide and protect, go to work, take care of the family. The mother would usually stay home, do home duties, take care of the kids. That's how it was set up. And the nuclear family has been around for thousands of years. But now all of a sudden... Nuclear family is toxic, misogynist, anti-feminist, sexist, etc. I've said this before. We live in a world that is no longer based on logic. It's based on emotions. Men and women are created differently. Our biology is different. That's just how it is. That is how we are born. Men can do certain things that are better than women. Women can do certain things that are better than men. A man is born programmed to be a protector and provider for his family. That's just how it is. Women are really good at born to be nurturing mothers, very caring and very compassionate. That's just how they were born. Since the beginning of time, thousands and thousands of years ago, when it was traditional to have a nuclear family, men, from the very beginning of time, would go out and hunt and sacrifice themselves just to go provide for their family. They might come back dead, or they might come back with food for their family. What the woman would do would be that they would cook the food and take care of the children while the men were gone trying to provide for the family. And that's how it used to be. But unfortunately nowadays, things are totally upside down. We are trying to equalize men and women. And this is not being sexist, misogynist, any of that bull they tell you and feed you. This is just being logic. This is how times were from beginning of time. But now we're trying to change our biology and trying to change society overall. This is a big problem for men because most men are lost right now because women are saying and promoting that you don't need a man. Go make money on your own. Go hustle. Go work. But men are meant and born to be providers and protectors. So if they have no one to provide or protect for, what are they to do? Since women are now being told they can do anything that a man can do. Like I said, our biology is different. Men are programmed to keep working. We don't have periods like women that makes us able to keep working. We don't hold kids in our womb for eight months. It makes us be able to keep working. But women are the opposite. They're not meant to work. This is why they have their periods. This is why they can hold kids for eight months. They are meant to be nurturing mothers. 
But now you're hearing all these women saying, you can do whatever a man can do. Just take a step back and think about it. When I wake up in the morning, pitch black at dark, getting ready to go to the gym, the people in the dump trucks picking up the trash cans are all men. When you drive around, people working on construction buildings, working on the roads, are all men. And these men usually have to get up 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning. But women are being told, you can do what a man can do. First off, why would you even want to do any of those? Because those all suck, first of all. They are very labor-intensive, most of the time very dangerous, and you have to work in extreme weather sometimes. And men don't get credit for that anymore because feminists nowadays are decrediting men. And that's why nowadays men are taking their own lives because they don't get credit for any of this anymore, which is unfortunate. Because men work really hard. And this is not discredit to women, but these are what men are born to do. We can lift up heavy things. We can do stuff like this. This is how we were created. But nowadays, they're telling people to go against their creation. And if you want to take the sinister route, since women are not in the workforce, the government can tax two people instead of one. They used to be in a nuclear family, only tax the man. But now, since women are in the workforce, they can tax the man and the female. Now both are being taxed. So government makes more money. And what does that mean? While the father, who used to be able to take care of the family, but now since costs has gone up and wages don't go up, the mother most of the time had to go into the workforce. So while the mother and the father are in the workforce, you drop off your kids in public schools. And who funds public schools? The government. So the government is now teaching your kids. So instead of the nuclear family of the man working, the mother staying home and obviously teaching their kids their values and morals, now that is up to the school system to do that since both parents are now in the workforce. And what are the public school systems teaching your kids? Well, first off, what I talked about before, they're teaching your kids to be employees. Keeps them in the rat race, keeps them poor, keeps them having a miserable life. Like I said before, they're teaching you, you were born to be a worker, work your whole life, retire when you're like 70 years old, and then you die. They are over there wasting your life. That's what they teach you in the school system. Next thing is what they're showing you nowadays. They're teaching kids that they can be boys or girls, no matter whatever they were born into, a boy body or a girl body. They can be the opposite sex. And now they're saying you can be non-binary, their pronouns, they, them, etc. Things that are logic, apparently not anymore, they're teaching kids this. And they're teaching kids that they can be gay, lesbian, and telling kids that if they don't like the body they're in, they can cut off their breast, they can cut off their penis, and they can transition into the opposite sex. And this is before they're adults. Like I said before, 
kids' minds haven't fully developed. They can be easily manipulated. They can be easily persuaded. And once they start and finish this transition, when they're adults, when their minds are fully developed and they can think logically, there's no going back. They cannot reproduce. And some people say this is part of their agenda if you want to say that they don't want people to reproduce anymore. And clearly that's one way you can stop society from reproducing, having them think they're the opposite sex and transitioning because there's no turning back at that point. And this is how absurd it's gotten. In June of 2023, California Senate Judiciary passed AB 957 which would consider it abusive for a parent to not affirm a child's gender identity and would deny custody to non-affirming parents during custody disputes. So if you don't agree with your kid transitioning, they can take away your kids. That's how absurd it's gotten. This is what happens when the nuclear family disappears. Your kids are now be programmed by the school system. And whatever they want to teach them while you're at work, the mother and father are at work now, is what they want them to learn. And now kids are coming home arguing with their parents saying, no, my teacher taught me this, my teacher said this, and now they're fighting against parents. And now it's a division. Kids are either going to listen to their teachers, whether they're being taught in schools, or they're going to listen to the parents. And unfortunately, that's the reality we've come to today. Because women feminists, a lot of celebrities, musicians, artists like Beyonce, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, all tell women and promote it in their songs to be independent, you don't need a man, and go make your own money. But these women are doing the opposite. They have men, and now they are having kids. So while women are believing these people... They're going to spend majority of their youth working, trying to make this money. And the unfortunate thing is, women, biological clocks, are usually set at 35 to have kids. Once you pass 35 years old, it gets risky to have kids. So if women don't have kids, usually before the age of 35, it gets very risky. So while these women and feminists are saying, go work hard, they're giving up all their youth before 35. And let's say they're successful, they made money, but they are past 35. It's going to be hard for them to have kids. And their opportunity to have kids might be lost. But some women, they don't want kids. So by all means, they can do whatever they want. The majority of women want to have kids. They want to have a family. That's just how biology is for women. And you see with new mothers, they're always compassionate, they're always caring, they're always loving to their newborns. And even to with the older. Even for example, my mother till this day is very caring, very compassionate, very loving, no matter what age I am. And she's always will be because that's her mother instinct. That is how her biology is. And that's for majority of women. That's not sexist. That's not misogynistic. That's just how we were born to be. But like I said, we live in a society that thinks more on emotions than logic. And for women, like I said, their their clock to have kids is usually cut off at 35. For men, there's no clock for men. 
you see with Robert De Niro having a kid at 79 years old. Al Pacino having a kid at 83 years old. So apparently men can have kids at whatever age, but women aren't like that. At the end of the day, we are meant to reproduce. And this is not to discredit men or women, either or, because I see a lot of people nowadays, a lot of people are anti-men, anti-women. At the end of the day, there's a reason why it takes a man and a woman to make a kid. You need both of them to raise that kid. If you didn't need both, a man could have a kid on his own and raise him on its own. Women could have a kid on their own and raise their kid on their own. But that's not how it works. You need a woman and a man to make a baby. And it takes a man and a woman to raise that baby. But unfortunately, nowadays, women and men are raising kids on their own. Or they're having kids from multiple partners. That's the society we live in nowadays. I saw this quote. It goes, Women raise children. Men raise adults. Reason for that is, women are very nurturing, very loving, very caring, and they are great with children. Men have to raise those children when they grow up to be adults because they know the harsh realities of life and how hard life is because they go through it themselves. They're not going to pee around the bush. They're going to tell you straightforward how things are done and what to do, what not to do. That's just how men are. Men are more logical. Women are more emotional. That's just how we were created the end of the day. But like I said, society wants you to do the opposite nowadays, which is absurd because that's how we've been since the beginning of time. A father is very important to the family and to raising the kid. So I'm going to read you an article by Increditors, and the title is 20 Fatherless Homes Statistics in 2023, U.S. and the World. This was published on June 27, 2023, by Colin Tan. The article starts off, Fatherless homes are a growing problem in the United States. We have gathered some important fatherless home statistics to raise awareness of this problem. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, in 2020, 24.7 million children, 33% in the United States, lived in fatherless homes. This number has increased by 25% since 1960. And disclosure, 1960s when the feminist movement started. And in the 1950s, that is when the nuclear family was promoted. So that's just a little side note. So let's get back to the article. There are several reasons why children are growing up without their fathers. Events like divorce, separation, and death are a few of these reasons. Other reasons may include incarnation, abandonment, and never having been married. In no way are these statistics about children who come from father's homes intended to demean the role of single mother homes. We think single mothers are heroes, but like us all, they sometimes need help. These statistics about fatherless homes will address how widespread this issue is 
the importance of having a present and involved father and how not having a father present and involved affects children. So number one is 24.7 million children, 33% in the United States, lived in fatherless homes as of 2021. The United States Census Bureau reported that in 2021, it estimated 24.7 million, roughly 33% children, lived in absent fatherless homes. These statistics include children of fathers of all ages, ethnics, and statuses. And that source is from the National Center for Fathering. Number two, children living in fatherless homes rose from 10.7% to 21% between 1968 in 2020. Since 1968, the number of children who live with both parents has decreased, while the percentage of those living primarily with their mother has doubled. The percentage of children living in fatherless homes rose from 10.7% to 21% between 1968 to 2020. Source, United States Census Bureau. Number three, 45.6% of black children live with their mother only in 2021. In terms of race, black children account for 45.6% of children who live with their mothers only, making this demographic the highest. Among Hispanic children, 24.5% live with their mothers only, and only 16.7% of white children live with their mother only. Number four, in 1970, 29.5% of black children live with their mothers only. If you look at the 2021 fatherless homes, statistics compared to the data from 1970, you will see that 29.5% of black children live with their mother present only. This is significantly less than in 2021, but it still represented the highest figure among children living only with their mothers. Source OJJDP. Number five. 85% of children with absent fathers get involved in crime. Research has shown that 85% of minors who are in prison have an absentee father. Children without a present and involved father are more to get involved in delinquency and commit crimes, including youth crimes and violent crimes. Source, all four kids. Number six. 70% of children in fatherless homes have dropped out of high school. Data shows that children in fatherless homes are more to experience poor academic performance and truancy than those homes with their father is present and involved. Furthermore, they are more appointed to leave school by the age of 16 and they aren't motivated to obtain higher education. Source, all four kids. Number seven, children living in fatherless homes are four times more to live in poverty. Data from the U.S. Census Bureau in 2011 revealed that children living in fatherless homes are four times more to live in poverty. This results in children who have fewer networking connections to help them get good jobs as adults and is an obstacle for those who desire high paying jobs. Source. MPA. Number eight, girls raised in fatherless homes are eight times more 
a point to become a teenage mother. Young girls whose fathers are present are involved are more likely to become pregnant. Once this cycle starts, it's nearly impossible to avoid a repetitious cycle. This kind of data should tell us that the importance of a stable and evolved father figure. Source, Washington Examiner. Number five. 85% of all children living without a father experience behavioral disorder. A 2022 study by Siegel, Rustin, and McLennan revealed that 85% of children for fatherless homes will eventually exhibit behavioral disorders. This is believed to be associated with lower self-esteem, higher anxiety, and stress or depression that can occur when the father isn't present or involved. Source UKDIS.com. Number 10. Teenagers without positive and nurturing fathers are 80% less to go to prison. Incarnation is associated with fatherless children, but when the father is involved and present in a positive way, children are 80% less likely to be incarcerated. This data comes from 1998 studies conducted by research companies like Harris, Furzenberg, and Marmer. It's unlikely this data has changed because human nature is quite consistent. Source, UKDIS.com. Number 11. Teens with a stable fatherly presence are 75% less likely to become teen parents. According to a study from 1998 by Harris, Furzenberg, and Marmer, adolescents with positive and nurturing relationships with their fathers were 75% less likely to become pregnant. Regardless of opinions about this topic, the fact remains that stable and engaged fathers can have a positive impact on their children. Source, UKDIS.com Number 12. 20.2% of fathers are considered absent fathers according to 2019 data. There are roughly 7 million dads who are considered absent fathers in the United States, according to U.S. Census data from 2019. That represents... 20.2% of all fathers. This data also represents fathers of all of their minor children. Source, United States Census Bureau, 2019. Number 13. One in four children are living without a father in their home. The data shows that one in four children live in fatherless homes. This ratio represents around 18.4 million children who have absent fathers. This includes living without a biological father, stepfather, or adoptive father in the home or otherwise present in their lives. Source, National Fatherhood Initiative. Number 14. 63% of suicides among children and teens are from fatherless homes. Suicide is high among children living in fatherless homes. Sadly, 63% of suicides among youth are from fatherless homes. This figure accounts for five times the average in suicides. Bringing more awareness to the importance of having involved fathers is needed. Source, the Learning Dad blog. Number five, children with involved fathers are 40% less to repeat a grade in school. Research has shown that children who come from fatherless homes are two times as likely to drop out of school compared to those with a present father. However, 
Children who have a father in the home or involved in their lives are 40% less to repay a grade in school. Source, Blue Ridge Counseling. Number 16. 75% of minor children who are patients in chemical abuse centers came from fatherless homes. Sadly, children without a fatherly presence are more likely to use drugs or other chemicals and become addicted than those with a present father. In fact, data shows that 75% of adolescents in rehab centers came from fatherless homes. This figure represents 10 times the national average. Source, Blue Ridge Counseling. Number 17. Absent and solo dads are more likely to not have a college degree. When compared to fathers of minor children, absent and solo fathers are both unlikely to have a college degree. Likewise, they are also less likely to be employed or to make a living wage with which to care for their children. Absent and solo fathers are also more to be divorced than those of minor children in general. Source, United States Census Bureau, 2019. Number 18. 72% of the population in the United States believe that fatherless homes are the biggest social and family issue facing their country. Key statistics like this one are shocking and disheartening. However, it's factual and needs to be addressed for awareness among all people. Fathers who do not realize how their lack of presence has a negative impact on their children need to step up and be present and positive. Source, Knowledge for Men. Number 19. 70% of runaways, child murderers, and juvenile delinquents come from fatherless homes. According to research from Duke University and Richard E. Redding, 70% of runaways are children of fatherless homes. Likewise, 70% of those who come from fatherless homes are also child murderers and juvenile delinquents. This data is from 2008, but it's unlikely to have changed much. Source, Family Fixed Courts. Number 20. Divorce is the leading cause of fatherless homes. Since the 1960s, divorce has been the biggest cause for fatherless homes. Second to divorce is having a child out of wedlock. Also, after a divorce, it's usually the father who becomes the absent parent in a child's life. Source, fathers.com. That is the end of the article. As the article says, father is very important in a child's life. Any man can be a dad, but not any man can be a father. What I just quoted on this article, there's always an exception to the rule. A man can be in the child's life, but they can be a terrible father. That's possible. Or the man doesn't want nothing to do with their kid. That's possible as well. But it's important that good men are there for their kids, for the health-wise, and to help them grow and develop into great adults. And I can testify to this myself. My dad was always part of my life since I was a kid. He was always there for me, no matter what. If I needed something, he was there. I advice, anything. He was always there. For my parents, they were together the majority of the time, but they separated when I was older, probably when I was in high school, I believe, give or take. And when they separated, both parents were still in my life. 
the same amount, no matter what. And I can say that if I did not have my father, and if my mother destroys me, and I love my mother to death, but if I didn't have the values and as his hard work, his ethic that I always talk about in these podcasts, I would not be who I am today. And that's 100% guaranteed. I would not be doing this podcast. I would not be talking to you. I learned literally everything from him. As long as finance, hard work, and what it takes to be successful. I learned everything from him. And if he wasn't in my life, or if he wasn't around, I honestly have no idea where I would be in life right now. So I can say, without a doubt, that a good father is very crucial for a child's development to become an adult. Because he's taught me, being an adult is not easy, it's hard, and life is hard. We just got to keep going, no matter what. So if you're a man listening to this, whether you have kids or plan on having kids, be there for them, guide them, raise them to be good adults. More now than ever, it's important we take care of our kids. No matter how crazy this society has gotten, how absurd it's gotten, Our kids and how you raise them is what's going to save the future, what's going to save this country and the future of our society. And this podcast is not to discredit women or mothers. They are very important because, like I said, it takes two to make a baby. It takes two to raise one. And mothers will always have unconditional love for their children. And will always worry and care about them, no matter what age they are. I see with my mother, I see with my grandma, always worrying and caring about my dad. And unfortunately, nowadays, society is so divided. Men, women, you see other podcasts, they're always divided, saying, tearing down the other gender. At the end of the day, things went back to being one big happy family, things would be better. Will we ever be there again in society? Honestly, at this point, I have no idea. But we got to stop with the women versus the men because that's destroying our society and clearly destroying children's lives. Unfortunately, this is what it looks like, how the government, celebrities, influencers, social media wants they want us divided that's gonna be it for this podcast episode as always i appreciate you guys taking time out your busy day to listen to these podcast episodes thank you patreon member play 262 for being a patreon member if you'd like to be a patreon member as well and help support this podcast the link is always going to be in the description so thank you guys again i wish you the best Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Change Your Mindset Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for a new episode. As always, change your mindset to change your life.